Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of Critical Hit, a foul mouth podcast where we talk about everything. I am your host, Red King, and with me always is Crimson and Chrono Warden. Amazing as always. <laughs> Except <laughs> when technology fucks us. Yeah. <laughs> we will talk about that. <laughs> Tonight, we are we're back into our top ten. We are on number six. Yes. Um, what will we, what will we reveal about ourselves, uh, and our and our habits? I think I have a hot take for my numbers, my number six. So I'm 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 excited for that. Okay, good deal, good deal. <laughs> You'll never guess what genre mine is. I'm I'm rhythm. He's a Dance Dance Revolution fan. Are you guys ready? <laughs> yes. We're ready. We are critical hits and. Top 10 gaming number six starts now! <laughs> All right, before we begin, uh, happy belated New Year, everybody. <laughs> Got a bit of a story behind that. <laughs> we were going to be right on time. We were going to do it. We were going to have an episode like right before the fucking weekend right yep it was great it was a great episode we did great things we we talked about a lot of shit uh we did some dunks it was uh rolling stones doesn't know a good game if it bit them in the ass that's what i'm saying like like we got into a lot of shit right then fucking lost the recording like, because apparently Windows, does, I don't know what's wrong with Windows right now. It's we, telling me I need to, up, it, it was telling me I needed to update. I was like, fuck you, you don't own me. <laughs> and that was apparently not the right thing to say. <laughs> like, we don't make right decisions. We make decisions that make us lose progress. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Microsoft no, said, say again? Yeah, yep. <laughs> I don't know what it was. We we have been smooth sailing, so I suppose some trouble needed to happen. <laughs> like, 40-plus episodes smooth sailing. Yeah, we yeah. didn't have it. Like, that's crazy. When you really the think about it. has failed us less than our bodies have. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... It was it was mortifying. Yeah, no. It, when you uh, there's there's no feeling like <laughs> when you know it's just not gonna work. Yeah, you're like, damn, <laughs> you like, got me, Windows. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, um, obviously, uh, happy belated New Year's. I hope all of your um drinks were good and your relatives are alive. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, like I hope you didn't go to the city and get shanked up. Actually, it's it's really kind of tame nowadays. Though. Yeah, I meant don't drink and drive. Ah, right. That's way more uh, common nowadays. <laughs> like Fair. he's like, I hope you didn't get stabbed. <laughs> um, I was thinking about like going to the city, like because people be doing that and it gets fucking ugly. It's an all day event. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's fucking insane. And- like. I, I don't couldn't. like New York City. Because if you move, you lose your spot. And it's standing room. Yeah. And the thing is, people like, you know, people piss themselves for that. They sacrifice their own dignity. There's <laughs> got to be an adult diaper store in Times Square that just makes bank every New Year's. I guarantee <laughs> every, <laughs> yeah. minor, every minor event. 
Yeah. Yep. Like, you want to piss yourself? <laughs> like, we got I, you. I, I got you. I got you, fam. <laughs> We're open six days a year. We like, make a million dollars per day. Like you can depend on Could you us. imagine? <laughs> Fucking six, work six days a fucking year and you get a billion dollars per day. But Dude, you got to deal with the weight of looking at these people, <laughs> knowing what they're about to do. I don't care. You give it a pack of depends and looking you in the eyes like, bro, bro, now I'm not even going to have to move. Thank you, bro. Mm. Like I've, I've doesn't just, thrill me. I've just served into the destruction of mankind. <laughs> Exploit it while you can, because it ain't always going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I Good was... The news is, is if you do get stabbed, diapers are hyper-absorbent. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but, like, you can use it as packing material. Or get a tampon in there, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, like, whatever it takes to just, like, not die. <laughs> so, if they leave the knife in, leave it in. Rule one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they want to be a dickhead and take that shit with them... You better hope you got a tampon handy. Or a diaper. Or a a diaper. Your adult depends saved your life. (laughs) They're dependable. You can... I'm about to steal your joke. You can depends on... (laughs) How are you going to do that right in front of me? (laughs) Like, and I announced it, too. It was amazing. (laughs) I've got all the... I've got all the gall. Um, But... But none of the bladder. (laughs) Oh, man. We'll, we'll take that, I guess. <laughs> All of the gall, none of the bladder. But my wallet couldn't be any fatter. <laughs> why? <laughs> Call me Discount Marshall Matters. Uh, I don't know why when you put on the Eminem voice, you suddenly got bars. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why it's uncanny. <laughs> it's the voice, dude. <laughs> You're just channeling his energy. Spitting feathers in my weathers. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. yes, that's a word Out about here with all these heathers. Yeah, that's a word about pigeons and thoughts. <laughs> all fine, all easily found in ta- Times Square. <laughs> I do want to. I I do want to kind of parlay into something though. Just just real quick, we had a short conversation about it today, <laughs> and uh, Facebook ads, <laughs> out of pocket Facebook ads. So it's been weird, right? Okay. So did you did you see the message in the group chat? No. <laughs> so there's a Chips Ahoy ad, right? Hang on, I got. He, he's gonna pull it up. It is a six second ad <laughs> with the most cones I've ever seen. <laughs> so this thing is a it's a sentient Chips Ahoy, as you as it, as it were, you know, and. Which group chat did you send it hang in? Hang on, hang on. I got you. I'll turn the volume down so we don't get... But watch this. Watch so this watch ad. this thing. Innocuous enough. Watch the way that this motherfucking... You watch. see that shit? <laughs> <laughs> this chip's a Why chip's away whining like that? Dude... It just throws it back on this glass of milk. He threw it back, and then he did, like, that leg thing? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, I don't... You guys, you have YouTube Premium, right? I don't know if you do. I do. do. Okay, so you guys have not seen this ad. You remember the Got Milk commercials from when we were kids? Yeah, yes. These are fucking way weirder. It's a glass (laughs) of milk and chocolate milk with big-ass butts for no... Fucking reason. What? Out here twerking. 
And they're like, I got a big old glass of milk. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. What, what the hell? Bro, it's, there's something going on. There, I don't know what is happening with ads these days, dude. Like, they had one for CVS, <laughs> the pharmacy. And the. the <laughs> and I shit you not, it, it took me a while to figure out what it was about. <laughs> Because there, it was, it was like, oh, time to restock your wellness cabinet, and all they did was show this one chick with these huge ass, <laughs> and she's just like fiddling around with fucking medicine in the cabinet. I, I was stunned. <laughs> like, what am I? Oh, I have it silent. So again, we don't get a copyright claim. But. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But these, yo, this is creepy Flash animation. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a little weird. Now remember, Adobe Flash is technically dead. Yeah, and they be still, it's still out here with the Flash animation. Right, vectors twerking. <laughs> like it's clean no matter where you put it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, but like, bro, pause. Like, the, I have never seen, like, and why is it that these, these products are just getting dirty, man? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like twerking, throwing it back. And like, this Chips Ahoy cookie just goes leg up, bro. I mean, if he was on that glass of milk's ass, it makes a whole lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, you're right. he was power bottoming, dude. It was insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He was assertive in how we, how we wanted it. But uh, let me let me try to wrangle or salvage what's left of this uh, <laughs> this <Sorry>. opener. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get our curds back on the way. <laughs> oh, fucking <laughs> whoa, <sick>. whoa! <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> this is the type of shit. Exactly what I'm talking about. Fucking just quick. <laughs> um. <clears throat> But uh, just trying to get back to what I, what I guess what I was saying is like, right, we kind of officially, unofficially made made it through a year, um, more years to come, more content to come. Many, many more. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's a fucking great show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great show. It's a great feeling. Yep. Great dudes. Yeah. And uh, it's just going to be, it's going to be more. It's going to be better. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh so follow the Twitter. Yeah. In lieu of actually giving a full uh, New Year's episode, it's just this belated uh, makeup episode. <laughs> Drink your fucking water, not your fucking milk. Because <laughs> the bone juice doesn't actually work. <laughs> and it also twerks. <laughs> it twerks. It fills the glass up nice. <laughs> it's a little thick and viscous. <laughs> Shaking that glass. <laughs> We're back. We're back in black. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I could have really put more effort in that. <laughs> We're back in black. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one isn't even that good. But you want to know what's good? The games that we picked for our <laughs> for our top ten. Yeah. We're on number six. Uh shall we begin with the recap as we always do? Thank you, sir. 
So we'll go Red King once again. Number 10, Saints Row 3, out here with all the purple dildos. <laughs> it's called the... Sex Caliber, isn't it? No, it's it was something less... Uh, clever, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine, Half-Life 2, while trying to integrate the entirety of the Source engine. It was a valid try. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> we both looked at you and said no. <laughs> Number eight, SSX 3. Number seven, Unreal Tournament 2004. It was a all, good shooter. All romps. <laughs> Crimson. Number 10, Crash Bandicoot, the series. Good choice. Yeah. Number yeah. nine, Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy, because fuck two and three. I, okay. Quick aside. I've been playing Jack two. Uh-huh. Game is fucking uh, actually mechanically not very good. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. No, it's insane because you get into Haven City. First thing you want to do is jump in a fucking car. <laughs> uh it is ridiculous. The cops are like fucking laser turrets. You bump into something the wrong way one time, little tiny look, and then all of a sudden it's just ass out. Everyone's trying to kill you. Speaking of ass, the, the NPC characters are definitely crimson thirsty approved. <laughs> That's the, the only way I could describe it. The designs. Like, it was really weird. The randos on the street just are like the most uh, deviant <laughs> art titted out thickness <laughs> monstrosities. <laughs> With, and everyone's got elf ears. It's like, wow. Ooh. <laughs> um, but that game, yeah, that game is really weird because the combat, the 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 regular like punching and kicking and stuff. All Jack and Daxter, but it is in a very weird Grand Theft Auto. It it, it feels like a mod. That's what I was gonna say. Yep. But, <laughs> yep, but well, sorry. you know, someone's probably modded that into GTA Five or online at this point. I bet you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that that was a shameless interruption. So continue. continuing. Yes. Number seven for Crimson Devil May Cry Five. Yep. yep. Ooh. Well, number eight. Number seven is Tekken 3. Which? Fair. <laughs> I got that demo popping for eight. Yeah, for eight. How is it? <laughs> Better or worse than Street Fighter 6? I ain't even gonna lie, dude. I'm not very good at Tekken, but I gotta tell you, it's inspiring. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Really good. We gotta talk later. <laughs> yep. Myself. Number 10. Knights of the Old Republic. From Star Wars. Number nine, Fire Emblem, Awakening. Number eight, Jade Empire. Number seven, blasting out of nowhere from last year, Cassette Beasts. Yeah, so that was that's the biggest thing because we were actually talking about that a little bit before we started recording. Yeah. Of like guessing the the games that you picked. And I feel like there's so Jade Empire and Knights of the Old Republic would be my best options for guessing. Mm -hmm. Aside from that surprises so I'm, I'm i'm interested to see what this one's gonna be <laughs> so who shall start drum, me drum roll me crimson's going me <laughs> okay fine because I, I i've been thinking about this one right and this is this one uh it holds a bit of a special place in my heart 
And I was kind of wondering if it was going to end up in the romp area again, or if it was going to be, because I think you can take it seriously. And I'm going to argue, this is what, this is the game I picked Spider-Man two for the PlayStation two. Okay. 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 (laughs) So here's the thing. It was a movie tie in game. That was actually good, which I think that in and of itself earns it a lot of points. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my argument comes from Spider-Man 2 crawled so that Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man for like the Insomniac game series could run. So fair. The <clears throat> when you talk about web physics, when you talk about the swinging that really captured what Spider-Man was, like that game just was amazing. Like you didn't think it was possible because there were four or five games prior. I might be exaggerating it, but, but there were four or five games prior where, you know, Spider-Man's just swinging and the webs are sticking to overhead clouds. Yeah. 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 Like if you played the original um, Spider-Man for the PlayStation one, that's all it was. You'd hold down the button and he would just, that was a good game, though. It was a it sick was, it was. game. It was fucking amazing. And they had Enter Electro, I think, was the second one for the PlayStation 1, which was, I mean, also a good game. I don't, like, I don't. Really ramped up the difficulty on, <laughs> yeah. on an already hard-ass game. Yep. And, and they tried to do away with a bit of that weird, like, cloudy mist thing, which was weird. Um, well, it was. Rock, though. It, oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then obviously they had Spider-Man the movie, the game. Yeah, um, wasn't that also PS2 or was that still one? It was PS2 as well. That game which is boo boo though. Yeah, trash. Which was surprising because um, well, you gotta hit shit eventually. Yeah, and I you don't expect when you see a movie tie-in game, you don't expect it to be good. And they had Toby motherfucking McGuire. In there, voice acting his fucking self. <laughs> that was in both of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Which was wild. Um, you know, it was a free. So a lot of the things that you see in modern superhero game, yeah. You know, build. I can be your hero, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why you gotta hit me with that? I was thinking about the one uh, from Foo Fighters. <laughs> Yeah, my hero. <laughs> oh, nice. That nice. that that song. <laughs> um, but a lot of modern superhero game conventions started with Spider-Man 2. Yeah. You know, free roaming, which free roaming on a PlayStation 2 game, let's keep it real. That you could swing around at high speeds. Cause like, cause they had free roaming in PlayStation 2 games like GTA 3 and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? So the, it was there, but it was slow. You know what I mean? This game did something that you didn't think was possible. I don't know. Running people over in a golf cart in Vice City is still fun. I'm not saying it's not. It's <laughs> like a, a little bit more slower, more controlled thing. Like, yeah, it, it's something that you're, you're not hitting weird parts in the city and having pop in and like, which is something that happened in those types of games. Just you couldn't avoid it. Yeah. And you had, you know, random, random muggings and things like that in the street, right? So it's like that type of stuff <laughs> happens in real life all the time. Yeah, just a quick aside about performance on the PS2. So Final Fantasy 12 was like one of the last games to come out. 
Yes. Early game, it's fine, but you reach a certain point in that game where you're casting a lot of the high graphical spells, and man, is Chug. it just chugging. <laughs> well, that's Square Enix, man. Just <laughs> your PlayStation's also making like horrendous last chance survival grunting noises that just like you're basically powering up as a DBZ character. <laughs> Except you know it's not going to result in a cool transformation. It's yeah. going to result in a house fire. Yeah. My yeah. PS2 became a PS3. <laughs> oh my gosh. It transformed. Is this how this works? All you got to do is just put your PlayStation 2 under some blankets and play Final Fantasy 12 in the late game. <laughs> <laughs> you got a, you got a huge disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, I'm lying. <laughs> yeah. The funny part though is is so like some cunt might do it. <laughs> while your characters are waiting to cast their spells, if you have any like auto regen or anything like that, your characters are still healing while they're waiting. <laughs> so yeah, an, an always on game for a PlayStation 2. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> it's wild. Um so, like, you know, when I look at, like, you look at the skeleton of Spider-Man 2, and you see, you know, the Insomniac game Spider-Man series, and it's like... All the roots are there. Yeah, yeah, you did this. You did... Back on the PlayStation 2, you did this. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really recapture that feeling of truly being Spider-Man until two consoles later. Because they shanked a couple of Spider-Man games mm -hmm. pretty bad. Yeah, the ones that came out on the PS3 were not good. They were shank as That was the Spider-Man 3 tie-in game was PS3. Yep, yep. And they, they I remember that one just like back when it was Tech TV still. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yep. And everybody it, lambasted that piece of shit. They had two. Uh, they had two Spy amazing Spider-Man games, mm -hmm. which was a thing. Then they had. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then they had uh, Shattered Dimensions was a good one. Mm -hmm. I like that one. Um, so you want to know what was another thing? Another quick aside, because now it's a whole can of worms or spiders. <laughs> um, <laughs> you remember the PC versions of these games were Dude! drastically different games. So, no, so hold on, hold on. So th this is crazy because that is a real thing. So, and this was a thing with games in general yeah i know so, that so like you would go and you'd be like okay you play this game for the console it's like it's some it's some tangibly all right game and then you go to the pc and it's like like it's literally a completely different yeah game. they've lost complete features i'm pretty sure spider-man 2 <laughs> for the pc didn't actually have the web swinging mechanic. They, no they didn't have any of it, it was clouds uh, web sticking the clouds yeah weird like because yeah pcs are pcs were more powerful than the ps2 yeah, yeah pcs are consistently better and you build even the games now. on pc yeah, <laughs> even now well so nowadays because console is the bigger market they tend to build games <clears throat> on console if they're going to be on console first mm, that's and fine. then port to pc that's why you have so many shitty pc ports how yeah that is yeah <laughs> But I mean, I guess it's still it's history repeating itself because it, it really is. <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man games in particular, like um, the Shattered Dimensions, yeah, had a really weird, disjointed first-person 
thing oh, that went no. on. I, I almost that. just did a fucking spit take because you told me there was a first-person Spider-Man game. Yeah, before VR. <laughs> and it was really weird because it was only during the movie scenes. Yeah. Yep. And it'd just be like first-person. You'd see his forearms like doing like web shit. <laughs> it was weird. It was, it was very hokey weird. as fuck. Yeah, yeah. There ain't enough alcohol in me to process that image. <laughs> it's ins- it was absolutely insane. It was some of the weirdest polarizing vastly different pc ports yeah it was the spider-man games yeah yeah, yeah. spider-man cool. was like graphic it, style completely different like, yeah it wasn't the same game <laughs> like, like and like wasn't that's in the same studio that made it though or did they no, license it no, out yeah they, studio? Yeah. they licensed it out but they didn't even give them the base of the game and be like hey we built it already just make it work because that's what every other company does these days. But it's Not like back then, that was a lot more proprietary software and shit back in the day. You're right about that. Like, can you port this to the PC? Sure, dog. Let you me take a look at it. Any of the code? No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just make it work. I don't know how you did any of it. And you will not know. <laughs> that's so, locked up tighter than Coke's secret formula. So my fav- my favorite thing, right, about one of my favorite things about Spider-Man 2 was the pizza delivery minigame. I oh remember that. So, yeah, yeah. And it's like you couldn't swing too crazy, which was insane because you had to control the physics of the web swinging. You couldn't swing too crazy because you would mess up the pizzas. And you See, that up. bothers me because I feel like you should just be able to put them in a web sack. That's what actual Spider-Man would do. <laughs> this is a no. game. They got to make a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever jostled a pizza it doesn't take a lot right when i'm driving I'm home saying, like you probably take corners too fast <laughs> <laughs> red Con probably fucking. takes corners too fast king <laughs> i hate you <laughs> i'm red too fast corners king <laughs> i hate <laughs> He just threw it at you, dude. <laughs> I've I've had pizzas like all bunched up in the side of the box. So the one pizza <laughs> joint around here, if you put it at a slight angle, so if you put it on your front seat, all the cheese will slide. Doesn't matter how you drive. <laughs> it's like motherfuckers, do you not know how to bind pizza to mozzarella <laughs> and sauce together? You fucked. <laughs> and it's wild. So I guess in a way, it's actually really realistic. Like, you shouldn't do a backflip if you're carrying pizzas at any capacity. Yeah. yeah. Spidey, <laughs> know, Spidey knows this. <laughs> and he... <laughs> <laughs> Just about killed him. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. You, you want to know like... what my favorite part of that game was? Because you could unlock different moves. One of the moves was a suplex. <laughs> and the crazy thing about Spider-Man is he does a spiral suplex, basically the Azuna drop. Yeah, like a lot of ninja characters in fighting games have the same move where they'll throw you up in the air and then do like a spiral pile driver down to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh It was like primary lotus or something like that in the fucking Naruto, right? Yeah, yeah, that rock yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, uh, <laughs> you dug deep for that one. Yeah, I had to pause. Sounding like a fucking PS2 running Final <laughs> Fantasy 12 with that one. I had to pause the whole shit. 
but I got it. I was like, damn, we don't um, do for that. <laughs> but you could do this at an infinite level. Yeah. So you could stand on the highest, take any random mugger, right? Stealing mm-hmm. somebody's purse. Spider-Man grabs him, takes him to the Empire State Building. And I would like run around with them. Like you keep, you just like walk around with them for a little bit. And it's like time to die. And then, (laughs) and the thing about it is you sit there just spiraling the whole time. And crazy thing is like, you could take fall damage if you're, if you jump. Oh, that's something I was Yeah. From a high enough point and you Mm -hmm. fall and you don't swing. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing that. You ignore all you ignore damage. all fall damage. Not you your just enemy. you put it all up in this motherfucker's neck. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the best part of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right about that. Tallest Jonah Jameson's just drinking his coffee in the Daily Bugle, and Spider Man's just <laughs> fucking suplexing a dude off the building. And he's like, "You fucking menace! You're <laughs> absolute menace! He's just, you, 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 you want what he's having?" <laughs> Oh, JJJ! JJ. <laughs> like it was, it was an amazing experience. like, and that's the thing. Before, before you could really give credit to somebody like Insomniac or mm-hmm. something. Really, a lot of open world because any of the Batman Arkham games, you know what I mean. Any of the I played Gotham Knight recently. Gotham Knight is terrible. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Now, is it terrible, or are you just not good at XCOM-style games? No, no, no. It, so, so Gotham Knights is actually a... It's, like, stripped-down version of Arkham mm-hmm. games, but you have to essentially pay to win everything. Wow. <laughs> so... Uh. Yeah, so the, if it was if it was more of a strategic style of game, I would be into that. But like, it, it was just ugh, it was awful. And the only thing great about that was uh, that you girl. You don't know horror until you see a character miss a ninety-five plus percent shot. <laughs> so I that's know. happened to me in Baldur's Gate Three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just break the controller. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's expensive. <laughs> We're not kids anymore. Yeah. We got to uh, buy our own shit. That you, is, you, uh, you just stand up and throw a temper tantrum and stomp your feet. <laughs> you put your controller down, and then, yes, you get up and stomp your foot. Yep. Or, like, punch the couch. Yes. But not too hard. And don't hit the arms of the couch. Like, all this old people shit, right? Fucking, you hit the arm of the couch, you'll fuck up your couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you hit the the, the cushion where your butt is sitting, maybe you're okay. <laughs> but but yes, that that is my that's my number six. Um, you, you, there's certain games that you know just had a profound effect mm-hmm. on you know what we currently play still to this day holds holds true still to this day. And you could pop that game in a PlayStation Two right now and still be impressed by how that game plays. So. I gotta give it. I gotta give it to Spider Man too, man. That was a good game. Okay. <laughs> a lot of hours. That's an amazing one. Okay, I'm gonna. You want to go next, or you want me to go? I'm gonna. I will defer okay. to you. Oh, go for it. Okay. So, my number six, and really my only bullshit one on the list, I picked the Wild Arms series. Oh, okay. okay. So we all had a series thing, kind of. Except for me. You, you had a series engine. 
Yeah, you tried an entire engine, which is actually worse. <laughs> like, at least they're all the same. Con fucking started. They have different engines sometimes. <laughs> they have different engines sometimes. Yes, but you tried the source engine. Which is literally everything. <laughs> Any like, first party fucking Valve title is source engine. I'm going to figure out a way to finagle that in. I'm going to find a way to do it in a different slot. Continue. Okay. So, Wild Arms is a game I've talked about a little bit before. Uh, Wild Arms 1 I originally borrowed from a friend of mine way back when. Uh, and the setting is post-apocalyptic western. Yeah, aesthetic. Like yes. crazy. So the basic mm -hmm. premise is, is that your characters reside on the world of Filgaia. Which is dying after, at least in the first game, and it's referenced in the others, a war between demons, quote unquote, they're actually aliens. Right. That invaded the planet and a race called the Elu and mankind allied together to defeat them. It's like elves and humans. Yes. Kind of. Okay. Okay. And that war is basically killing the world. So you're, you're literally saving the world in a space wild west. Yes. Like, this is everything I need. In multiple <laughs> versions of these games, you go to space. That's pretty sick. So I have a question. At what point do you go to space? Is it early or later in the game? Uh, so in one of them, in most of them, it's fairly late. Uh, in one of them, it's like the middle. Because that's got to be a pretty crazy feeling. You know? So like the first game is, is you're... They're called drifters in later games, but the idea is that they're people that wander the wastes looking for treasure to try and earn money. Right. Uh, in the original game, they're called Dream Chasers. And the cast of the original game is Rudy Roughknight, Jack Van Burace, and Cecilia Adelheid. Oh, okay. <laughs> The, he, how'd you somehow manage to have like the craziest but coolest names? <laughs> <laughs> well, so in the first game, arms users, that's the, what the title is, wild arms, arms users, arms are the guns. They're considered cursed weapons in the first game because that was the weapon that the demons used. Imagine just a bunch of aliens with the blickies. <laughs> gunpowder and then you they... took one and you're just like right <laughs> i think i know what i'm gonna do with this so <laughs> as again there's that progression from western towards more sci-fi you start out with like a revolver or a shotgun you'll get a rifle you eventually get like an rpg or something you end up with like fucking plasma launchers a laser <laughs> I, I really have come a long way haven't i <laughs> So one of the, <laughs> I think one of the best story beats and um me and Crimson are kind of experiencing this because I've watched Attack on Titan like mm -hmm. four times <laughs> and we're like at the time of this recording, it's like the fourth, right? And it, and the seventh is when the final episode of the final, final, final season, final, final, final actually comes out. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite things about a storyline is when you're, when you establish a world and its characters and all they know is a certain amount of stuff. Mm -hmm. 
And then next thing you know, you blow it all up to a huge proportion. Yeah. Yep. So like that was kind of like the thing with uh obvious spoilers ahead. Um Attack on Titan is it started out like within the walls and blah 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 and next thing you know it blew up into this whole war yeah drama. I I like that juxtaposition. Yeah, I, I think I'm using the word correctly. Yeah, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I like being able to have your characters and they're they're in this kind of wasteland. It's really fucking westerny, and the next thing you know, the motherfuckers are in space, and it's a space opera. Now, <laughs> yeah. here's what I want you to think about. In each of these games, there is always someone that uses a fucking sword, and that is it. <laughs> I'd be that guy. So, <laughs> how the fuck you would. <laughs> so Jack Van Burace in particular has a windmouse companion named Hanpin, who is far smarter than him, and Jack admits it. But Hanpin does most of the talking and everything. And Wild Arms is cool because in the first three games... The, the characters had tools that you would use to solve puzzles. Hampin was actually a tool you could use because he's a windmouse, so he can run across stuff, hit switches across paths. Right. Rudy had bombs because Rudy is basically just like a dude in a vest with blue jeans and like a <laughs> white shirt underneath. He's the most unassuming looking dude. He has a red fucking headband and a Band-Aid on his face. Like... He's also like a super helpful dude. He's always out here like, you know, his you get a prologue with each character in each game. At least the initial ones you get. Certain games you can recruit people later so you don't get to play a prologue with them. Right. But Rudy's is is you're at a village. Uh, one of the kids goes into a cave with monsters that you're not supposed to. So Rudy, being the upstanding guy, goes and gets the kid. The village finds out he's an arms user. And the kid is like, why does that make him a bad person? He clearly just saved me. I that, feel like he's my the, bestie. That <laughs> yeah. kid has got like a heightened level of awareness. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. everyone else is like, oh, knee jerk reaction, let's go. <laughs> a child's like, um, he's like, come on, sheeple. <laughs> hate to break it to you, but I could outthink all of you, and I'm about to. <laughs> but I mean, like, they're like, we can't have you stay here just because, you know, you're a risk. And it's funny, because if you come back to that village later, depending on who you're playing as as the lead character, whoever you talk to, they'll have different reactions. Like, if you come in as Jack, everybody's, like, perfectly friendly. Same with Cecilia. But if you go to... If you're back as Rudy, they're like, why are you back? You shouldn't be here. Okay, cool. Cool on the developers right. for that. So, because <laughs> the first Wild Arms released in the U.S. in April of 1997. Right. <laughs> Which was not that long before Final Fantasy VII came out. Which is the greatest reason this series, I don't think, ever really took off. You know, I think I'm willing to bet you're probably right about that. Because here's the thing. I guess this might be a hot take. Um, Final Fantasy VII was not the greatest RPG that released around the time that Final Fantasy VII released. So Final Fantasy VII had a big name behind it. It was also coming off the heels of Final Fantasy VI. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Final Fantasy VI stands, and I agree with them that VI is better than Seven. Yeah. Seven is a great game, but it's overblown. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm willing to agree with that. Because there was a lot of like there was a lot of RPGs that released around the same time. You know what I mean? You had the Wild Arms series. You had Legend of Dragoon. Yeah. You had um, Xenogears. Yeah, Xenogears. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, so, like, here's 
Chrono Cross release yeah. around the same time. I'm just thinking about this now, right? <clears throat> There's kind of this. I think I'm using it again correctly. Juxtaposition uh, <laughs> between like a particular series and its tone, mm-hmm. and then how people interpret it. Yeah. Right. So I'll, I'll just a, a few quick. Uh, I'm interrupting people like crazy today, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, my a, turn to talk. <laughs> a, a few quick like examples, right? It's like you get Sonic, very lighthearted, goofy series that people take very fucking seriously. Mm-hmm. Where and then Mario's just murdering turtles, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, and sacrificing Yoshi. <laughs> like what a dickhead! What a great <laughs> creature to just fucking. Kick, jump off his back and send him into the void. Anyways, uh, you know, like the OC culture is like fucking crazy in Sonic. In Sonic, like, yes. They Sonic try to find all these. Is, uh... They try to find these horrid, dark theories and blah 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 blah. Right? Like, I feel like it's the opposite with Final Fantasy VII. That that game was goofy as all shit in the beginning. <laughs> yes, that game was. Fucking goofy. Yeah. Yep. And it managed to round it off at the end. Post spoiler alert. If you're a fucking dumbass and haven't figured this shit out in fucking what thirty years. Anyways, uh, <laughs> twenty six. But yeah, <laughs> when Sephiroth killed Aerith, and that was dramatic. Prior to that, it had been balls out the goofiest fucking series non-stop and had the weirdest shit like when um red 13 got brainwashed or something and uh hojo sicked him on one of the female characters oh yes hojo <clears throat> wanted uh nanaki slash red 13 to reproduce with Aerith because Aerith is a Cetra. This is massive spoilers, people. We already said it. <laughs> also, this is a little it's disgusting. <laughs> it's super. Well, the idea is, is that Hojo wanted to breed a longer living version of uh, the Cetra, Aerith's people, so that they could work to find the promised land. Because that's the thing, right? You're wrong and you're right at the same time that Final Fantasy VII's early game is very goofy as fuck because you have like Kate Sith and shit. But there is the dystopian mega corporation of Shinra that runs the world. And there was also greased up buff dudes in a squatting contest. I didn't. I said you were wrong and you were right. (laughs) Your position is juxtaposed against itself. I'm so glad that I'm using it. You are using it correctly. Yes. (laughs) But then there was like a slap fight. You had Tifa. Oh, I remember that. Everybody else has like a crazy ass weapon. Yeah. And she's out there just fucking squaring up, throwing hands on. <laughs> so that's on my robots. favorite part, right? Yeah. Red 13 and Tifa just use their bodies. Yeah. That's it. They're just out here hitting people with bodies. And the funny <laughs> part is, is that where he's at in his lifespan, Nanaki's basically a moody teenager in seven. Yep. <laughs> he's an emo kid. And they and they fuck around and at the last at that it, it was pretty late in the game. Fucking you had Tifa fighting Scarlet in a slap fight. On the Junin <laughs> Cannon. Yep. Yep. I remember. So, goofy as fuck. But <laughs> so circling back to my that. original point, 
Uh, <laughs> I think that RPGs in and of themselves are fairly serious media, and I kind of dig it when they're not necessarily like grim, dark, and like very fucking mm-hmm. serious, but. I think that there are a lot of games that came out that were much better because they weren't so fucking goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with that one. <laughs> so the funny part is, is that of the ones you mentioned, Wild Arms is both darker and less dark than Final Fantasy VII. Right. Because in Final Fantasy VII, you're dealing with the fact that your characters are a terrorist organization Whereas in Wild Arms 1, even 2 a little bit, and 3, 4 is a little weird. Right. 4, you kind of start in a, like, fucking floating sky station. So, uh, just real quick to finish my point. Final Fantasy 7, you have Shinra's destroying the world to make oil. Effectively, Right. That's what it is. Mm. Mako is oil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wild Arms, the world is basically already dying. So and there's pe- probably a Shinra already. <laughs> no, it's because it's a medieval. It's literally like post-Renaissance, almost like end of the age of piracy. That's insane. Because it's that aesthetic of the Wild West, but it there's still castles. See, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so Wild Arms 4, just to cover that one a little quick, your main character's name is Jude. You grow up. You're the only kid in this space station. It's not a space station. It's technically a sky station. It's like this dome that you live in that just is hidden through cloaking technology. And you're the son of one of the greatest weapons ever engineered because these two countries went to war. Wild Arms 4 is the one that kind of turned the story on its head. There are no Elu. It wasn't demons. It was two, like, massive countries went to war, and they just used ever higher progressing levels of weaponry. And the arms are basically nanomachines. And these people were compatible with them, and they could make stronger and stronger explosions. It's a lot like Vash the Stampede with the angel arm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You literally, like, find, like, a wasteland where two of them collided and it just blew everything apart. It's like, it's like Space Hatfields McCoy's. <laughs> yes, quite literally. Yeah, yeah. But the game you starts with you running around, you're doing errands for people around town because your mom is trying to raise you right. But, like, you end up finding out that Jude is the son of a guy named Hauser. They have the same hair color, everything like that. Hauser is a badass fucking dude, like... You run into him to a lot through the game. He's like friendly with pets and stuff. But his goal is basically he's trying to erase the remnants of the people that destroyed his home. Because his side lost. <laughs> oh, that's a cool motivation. though. <laughs> Very cool character motivation. Yeah. <laughs> but like you run into him. He's like petting dogs and stuff throughout the world. He'll talk with you. It's really cool. But it starts with because you're mom and the people that live in this station are scientists the opposing side wants them to continue to develop weapons and stuff right and they're like shipping in arms and stuff and you learn jude is actually arms compatible because one forms in his hands and you get your first boss fight whoa (laughs) because he ends up saving this girl named yuli 
who was able to also like because basically one of the goals was is they seeded the world with nanomachines to try and change the weather so that they could fix the world. She can control them and summon these massive monsters, the Guardians. <coughs> so it's like a Final Fantasy summon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <coughs> so one, two, and three had very similar classic turn-based combat thing, right? Characters would move around the battlefield and stuff, so it created some kind of like cinematic stuff. Wild Arms 4 and 5 used a hex-based combat. There were seven hexes on the battlefield, and three of them would have a random elemental assignment. So you would have air, slash wind, earth, fire, or water, and then there was just the neutral element. Depending on where Yuli was and where like certain characters were, if they had an elemental attribute, if they were in that element, it would do that damage. So her guardian changed based on where she was. Four was very interesting mechanically for that, but it's probably the weakest one to me in the series of the ones I've actually gotten to play. Mm -hmm. Three is probably the most famous, but to me, three's gameplay stagnates about two thirds of the way through. It's a really great game. The main characters are all cool. You've got, this is the only one that's female led protagonist, Virginia Maxwell. Mm -hmm. She starts out in a village very similar to what Rudy starts out in. And there's a local tribe of gobs, goblins, that, like, extort them for protection money, basically. They live in the mines nearby, and, like, they kidnap her parents, or, no, her aunt and uncle, because her parents are gone. Yeah. You can't be a RPG protagonist without having dead parents. Yeah, well, yep. <laughs> your parents must suffer. <laughs> but they kidnap her aunt and uncle, and she uses two guns. She has twin revolvers. See it's always the bad ones that's a dual build <laughs> yeah. but so her prologue in that game because literally the game starts with some people are robbing a train one of the main characters is meeting and virginia just wanders into this scene because she's like what the hell's going on here so you have virginia maxwell her prologue is just like freeing her uncle and stuff and then she gets on the train to go to a big city to like try and make it as a drifter next is gallows I think you've talked about Gallows in the past. Yes. You? Gallows uh, uses yep. a shotgun. Yeah. Yep. And he is from the village of Baskar, which is like the tri the Native American people. Because mm. he starts with like magic and stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, I have this thing. And it's funny because eventually his grandma just like breaks his fake little thing because you eventually actually recruit the real guardians. <laughs> okay, cool. Very cool. <laughs> but his little brother and his grandma are actually alive. His parents are not. But he has some family. Next is Jet Endero, the SMG user. Him and Gallows are trying to rob the train at the beginning of the game. That's Next, my favorite character in the game and our family man, Clive, the rifle user. <laughs> Clive is your traditional, like, tank in the games. He's the slowest character, but he has the most health, the highest defense. And his gun fucking hurts. So he, here's the thing. He's got the most, he's got the most defense. He's acts as a tank. Does he have a lot of range considering he's a rifle user? So because of the way the game works, everyone's in the same area, right? You can use abilities so that Clive will be more targeted than say jet or Virginia. Okay. Cause Virginia is actually the best magic user. The gallows is the best healer. 
Jet's really good at just like, because you can upgrade their guns in different ways. And that's the other cool part. The arms, you can customize how you upgrade them. Yeah. So you, if you don't want to have to reload as often, you can slap more ammo in there. And that's in every game. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> so there's just a lot in these series of it's like people are trying to make their way in a dying world. Wild Arms 3 in particular is funny because Wild Arms 1 and 2, there's still oceans. Mm -hmm. Even 4, there's oceans. 3, it's a sand sea. Like one of the mechanics in the game. So first of all, 3, you get horses. You can fight battles on the horses. That is fucking sick. And it wow. has animations of like your characters will be shooting or there's spell animations while you're on horseback. You eventually get a vehicle called a sand ship that you upgrade very similarly to your arms. Yeah. And depending on where you put characters. So if you make the pilot the fastest character, your attacks, you can act more often. Mm. If you make Clive your gunner, you're going to hit like a fucking Mack truck. Okay, so the, the like that's the thing is that this game, like this series, seems like it has a lot of like a lot of depth to it. There is like a lot of things. Again, like it's like the 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 forerunner to a lot of these things that you see in modern games. That is like we still herald as stunning and amazing. Yeah. And it's like we did it, man. <laughs> we did it. And I I completely clocked out just looking through like the character arts. Yeah. Cause I'm, <laughs> I just sat there and just started thumbing through all the character arts for like all of the wild arms mm -hmm. games and like character design was better. I'm, I'm an old fogey at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are so many, um, there are so many stereotypical waifus that you could just cycle through with every series now. Cause like fucking, they all have like an archetype. And a hair color. Yeah. And a voice tone. Like, I, it's just, it's stagnant. How can you go through, like, a whole, your whole series ha maintains the same fucking, like, aesthetic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For, I, I don't know. It's really. But the characters are all different. Yes. So just, it's I want to really go into good. Wild Arms 2 real fast, because Wild Arms 2 is actually the one I got to play last, because I had to play it on an emulator. Oh, okay. Wild gotcha. Arms 2 is a very dark game. One of the main characters is a war criminal. <laughs> he's the other arms user. So you have Ashley Winchester, Is he's got a rifle with a bayonet on it. He is the main character. He ends up getting into a fight, and the spirit of the demon lord inhabits him so that he can win this fight. And one of his abilities throughout the game is, is that you can activate this guy's powers and you get like fucking kick-ass wings and shit and you get a flaming sword. Dude, if I, if I could activate powers to give me wings like in a moment's notice, come right. on now. But that's one of the things he's dealing with is, is that so he's like engaged to this girl and like at the end of the game, they get married, they have twins. But it's funny because this demon lord actually helps you fight the final boss and then turns into the final boss himself because it's like that grandiose final battle between Cloud and Sephiroth because you learn that Ashley is descended from the hero that originally defeated the demon lord. So Lord Blazer, not a very creative name, honestly, but that's a translation thing. Yeah. It yeah. was the 90s. <coughs> but she ends up coming into contact with you and talks to you about it because she had a loyal dog. 
the guardian of desire. Lucid. Wow. But wow. you end up meeting Brad is the other arms user and one of the characters you get to do the uh, opening prologue style with. It's Ashley, Brad, and then L Lilka, I think, is her name. She's the caster. But Brad's story starts with he's being pursued by bounty hunters, and you come to, a, like, an abandoned village where there's a kid that's just, like, stuck. And Brad gets him home and then runs. <coughs> but. <clears throat> and you got you got to give credit where credit is due with these types of games, man. Like, you know, like the amount of care that is put into and even still with modern JRPGs, but like more so back when yeah. game development was all or nothing, dude. Like it wasn't this like by the books formulaic thing where it's like this works. So let's keep doing that. It's like you had developers that were just given their all with every game. And it's like, and you can feel that just, just listening to it. I'm like, you know, these are developers that put a lot into well, this. It's funny. Cause you end up like there's, one of the extra characters you recruit is the Guardian Shaman. He's your second caster, which is funny because in the first game, Cecilia Adelheid is both the Guardian Shaman and the Crestgraph user because that's mm. their magic system. Right. So she formed both of those roles. They're separate in two. <coughs> and Brad is your heavy arms user. He gets the rocket launcher, the bazooka. Ashley gets the more like traditional weapons of rifles and things like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's just you get to recruit a ninja who basically had her whole body like replaced with mechanical parts like she has like i said they have the tools she gets like a grappling hook shit like that and it just comes out of her body because she originally starts as a boss one of the few times where you fight a boss and when they join you they don't immediately fucking suck <laughs> that <laughs> That that needs to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like it's the same thing in fighting games. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you fight the final boss and you unlock the final boss and they suck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, and then the last character is a vampire. <laughs> they were cool before you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, Crimson Noble is the name, but she drinks blood out of a wine glass and <laughs> what noble? Go, go ahead again. <laughs> you don't spell it with a K, you fucking degenerate. Yes. But, so yes, the Wild Arms series is my pick for number six. I would still love to be able to play number five because it has the same hex-based combat, but this was something I actually did not know before looking it up. They made one final game on the PSP, and it was a tactical RPG. Really? Yes. Wow. PSP with the gems. Yeah, you were playing as like a company of basically arms users going around the world. I looked at it a little bit, but it'd really be something that would be interesting to play. Well, you've spoken uh you've spoken about alternative ways of playing games. You know, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Switch, in fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally legitimate copies, <laughs> you know, do that thing where I'm just trying to back up my original copy. Yeah, yeah. I own it, so I, I'm fine. <laughs> it's video game preservation. <laughs> I have my number six, and I finally, I, I'm quite proud of myself. I've gotten out of, <laughs> I've gotten out of the romp category of games. 
Yeah. You're second guessing yourself. <laughs> a, a little bit because <laughs> there were parts of it. Okay. Okay. Well, and every good story has a little bit of comedy and brevity to it. Yeah. The comedy and brevity in this game was actually fucking horrendous. I think it would have really done well without it. But I can stall no longer. And I know when I say it, I'm going to catch a little bit of fucking flack from it. Because I've got the connoisseur over here in Chrono Warden. What are we talking about? I'm stalling, bro. I'm stalling. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy X. There, I said it. Okay. Got it. Got it out of my system. No, I'm not going to hate on that. So, okay. Had you said Final Fantasy VIII, we would be having a much different discussion. <laughs> I, I honestly like Final Fantasy VIII. Um, I don't. So Final Fantasy X, I, I, that is fair. So Final Fantasy X is special. I'm going to let you continue. But Final Fantasy X is kind of special. It was the first Final Fantasy game I had ever played. Mm. Mm. So that was crazy. You're not actually alone in that. I know a lot of people like that. I know mm. a lot of people that their first one is seven. I know a lot of people that their first one is 10. I know a lot of people that their first one is eight. Yes. Mm -hmm. So my Final Fantasy, my early Final Fantasy, my three games that I played um, was in this order was 10 then eight, then seven, then nine. Funny thing, I knew that Final Fantasy X was Final Fantasy X because they called it Final Fantasy X. Mm -hmm. And I knew that the X was a 10. Mm -hmm. I was not very good at Roman numerals. <laughs> so I had no fucking idea. <laughs> and I'm... it's. <laughs> It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I was playing them all. It was all out of order, and I like it was really weird because the graphics were getting good and then bad. It was, <laughs> it was insane to me. I I forgot about that. That is a real thing. I didn't know Roman numerals until I was like in my fucking twenties. Which is, I knew it was going to reveal something about me, <laughs> and I foreshadowed this in the intro. <laughs> Uh, but let me try to get into this game, right? It has... Stop laughing. It has one of the worst uh, plot lines ever because it is in and of itself an isekai. So I'm going to stop you. Uh, I'm going to tell you it's an isekai. I'm going to stop you real quick, though. How are you going to sit here and be like, this is my number six of my top ten video games. It has one of the worst plots ever. It, I, I got to be fucking honest with myself. Okay. I am a man that cannot stand isekais. The main character. And here's the next thing. As okay, I don't explain know. why this is an isekai and not a dimensional story. Uh, So... I mean, I know quite a bit about Final Fantasy X's story. Here we go. Are we calling him Titus? Are we calling him Titus? Can we just make... Let's make a group decision so I can just continue this one. So the technical pronunciation is Titus. So we'll do that. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't like it, but I'm okay with that. So Titus... Uh, <laughs> he he kind of... So it's like an isekai adjacent type mm -hmm. of thing, right? When... When Sin attacks his home on Xanarkin, he is functionally killed. 
Yes. He's right then and there, which, so that's how it starts. Every isekai starts with a motherfucker running out in front of a truck. And that truck just so happened to be a great big old fishy boy. Um, <laughs> reincarnated as a sad boy on an island. <laughs> yeah, reincarnated as like a bright colored sad boy. <laughs> so Kingdom Hearts, Titus, is isekai, yes. Yeah, I think a lot of characters are isekai in that series. That whole, every Square Enix character is isekai. Wait a second. Sora's isekai. Homie, he got on the fucking raft and it was over, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Reexaminating things. I, I don't like how the fact, like, you, that's your description. He got on the raft, boy, and it was over. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, you right could in. make the argument that all of Kingdom Hearts is just Sora's fever dream as he's dying on the desert that is the open ocean. <laughs> you run about him that. and his friends with coconuts, which are. I don't even like if they're green, I think you can drink them. If they're brown, they straight up have the opposite effects like seawater. Well, you got to eat them. You can eat a brown coconut. Yeah, you can eat it. It's food. But you can't drink the fucking milk. You drink brown coconut milk. It's nutritious, not hydrating at all. Oh, well, so you know, the other funny part is, is that so just in the opening of Kingdom Hearts, it's established that his parents live on this island with him. Yeah. They, his mom calls him home. Yeah. You know, you're right they all that. got folks on the island, but it's, you never see them. But they call and but, they all have parents. And they just was like, face. <laughs> Fuck y'all! They get all young and fucking stir crazy and they go kill themselves. <laughs> like, um, I know you cook me dinner every night. You make my bed, but fuck yeah, you. nice parents. They're not like <laughs> cocksuckers and just like, oh my gosh, why are you, why are you inside? Why don't you go fucking hang out on the beach again, shit bag? <laughs> no, they're very nice, right? Uh, Jack, on the other hand, Titus's father. Not very nice. <laughs> well, he's kind. Of, <laughs> Sin is also Titus's father. Yeah, he's he's also Jack. Jack is like kind of weird because he did a time travel deal. Yeah, uh, and he very complicated plot line here. Uh, <laughs> Timey wimey. He's bullshit. mean to Titus because he's like a fucking grizzled war veteran, basically. Yeah. <laughs> He's just got PTSD. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like taking it out on his boy. He might seen some shit. <laughs> he's sitting there playing blitz ball, like, look at me, dad. <laughs> Shut up. I've seen people die <laughs> because of those. Waka just triggers fucking PTSD episodes. Funk. <laughs> that's all. That's all he remembers. His first person view of this guy with the fucking weird ass sticky up there. <laughs> um. <laughs> So that <laughs> which Waka absolutely bags the best woman in this series. Waka is the best character in Final Fantasy 10 period. <laughs> Yo. And I wanted to kind of like go into this at length and I probably will at a point. You know, fuck it. Today's the day. We're uh, talking about the game. Let's go. So <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. I will get to that in a second. So this game first Final Fantasy game that I've ever played. Uh, the soundtrack lives rent free in my mind. It had actually a lot of different callbacks to previous games mm -hmm. because right. There was a fairly large gap in between 
nine and ten. No, it's like two years. Uh, well, in a development cycle, that's usually one year now. <laughs> that's that. It's hard. It's hard to make that adjustment because old game time might have actually been a fairly large gap. Well, because mm. you got to remember that Final Fantasy Seven came out in nineteen ninety seven. Eight was literally like ninety eight. Nine is like ninety nine two thousand in the Japan and U.S. So, and I think two thousand one two thousand two for ten. Then so they were put. They were pushing it pretty quick. Yeah. Um, well, because SNES development wasn't that hard. There wasn't a lot of graphical processing. You want to so another thing uh, to call back to a different RPG that I've played, uh, Legend of Lagaya, which had more of a um, traditional like. Mm-hmm. Battle equals experience equals level ups. So if you ran away from fights a lot, you got you kind of got fucking stomped out in the late game. This game, on the other hand, had the sphere grid system, which was like crack cocaine to me <laughs> for some reason. Um, yeah, that was so. Uh, the reason why I say it's pretty romp adjacent is because uh, it has two. It has three. Um, one is the sphere grid, mm-hmm. which to me is a romp because you like, it's crazy because once you max out your character sphere grid, you could start to cheat over into other characters, yeah. sphere grids, depending on which side, uh, which gates you unlock. So you can cross train and make them like able to do different things like cast spells. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, like Waka can cast spells or like RN can do like thief shit if you wanted yeah yep which is dangerous with that man yes (laughs) all he would steal is your heart (laughs) and then die (laughs) he was such a zaddy uh he He was was the original he was titus's real dad yeah yep yeah (laughs) because also a war vet and 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 an alcoholic and (laughs) he was a drunkle yeah he was a fun drunkle is what he was um, <laughs> freaking drunkle <laughs> or the second romp was blitzball uh yeah. because if you just press square instead of x there was a lot of npcs random as fuck that you could just recruit to your team and it was it was a situation where uh and i've been i've tried a couple of times <laughs> to get back into playing this game and mm-hmm. once you get into blitzball once you unlock once you get past that first game, which is dramatic as fuck, uh, <laughs> as far as Waka and his character development, which were kind of inching closer to my original point, mm-hmm. um, you get into a new area, and next thing you know, you're square, you're square pressing instead of X pressing to get the NPC dialogues. Mm-hmm. Missing shit. Missing shit. <laughs> To try to like get fucking recruits. And to me, it was stupid. I was playing it really weird. Cause I would <laughs> I would find a new recruit, recruit them, no questions asked, play a game, figure out if they were shit or not. And I'd be like, okay, well, when I find a new group of people. I find a new uh, group of uh, prospects. You're the one getting the fuck out of this team. <laughs> like you didn't on. make the cut. Yeah, you didn't make the cut. I was getting so deep in this fucking game. <laughs> and I, I remember that. 
<laughs> Honestly, if they release, if Square Enix released a standalone Blitzball game, like, like you just kind of need to do that. Like Blitzball, <laughs> Triple like, Triad. Um, what was the fuck? There Tetra was Master was Final Fantasy Nine. Yes, they just need to release these games. Like do it in a collection. So Tetra Master actually and Triple Triad have physical card game versions, but, but those are expensive only. Don't tell me. Well, so you know what's funny is, is that this just reminds me of my Witcher 3 playthrough. Ah, uh, Gwent. Yes. <laughs> I spent way too fucking long playing Gwent. They released a standalone game, and I was like, I cannot play that because I will not have a life. Yep. <laughs> like, you have to understand, I opened a guide, found everyone I could play Gwent against, and went and challenged them. I was going back to areas that I had cleared quests in... 10 plus 15 plus hours ago. Went will ruin your life. <laughs> the third romp was, um, and it's kind of, a, it's actually one of the most stressful romps because in Final Fantasy X, there was a lot of things that you could only do the first time you went through an area. Yeah. Once you unlock the airship, you can double back. But if you missed it, you miss it. In it's fucking stressful. Like, you know, even dumb shit like Awaka, the the merchant. Yeah. <laughs> who asks for a little bit of money. And the first time when you're on the ship sailing to um to Kilika. Mm -hmm. <laughs> stressful. Cause like there's a formula to how much money you should give them depending on what types of items you want. Yeah. And, and that that is great. And like for you to just come up with that, like, did you expect multiple playthroughs just off jump? Yeah, it's like <laughs> the cloister of trials to get the aeons, the the eidolon summons. Uh, they're aeons and ten, yeah, yeah. So you could just finish the main objective, or you could do a little extra and find special items. Didn't like boss fights have bonus objectives two and ten? Some of them did. Yeah. Yep. Like there was one in particular that involved trying to prevent a boss from pushing you off of a cliff. Mm -hmm. You could lose the boss fight by getting pushed off the cliff and then it triggered something else. Mm -hmm. Or you could, if you were real beefy, you could stop him from pushing you off the cliff, which gave you a little bit of a different thing. Right. Uh, stealing items depending on uh, what monsters and like rare monsters, if you stole items, <laughs> like it was that type of romp where it's like, now you're obsessed with trying to do every single action that you can do in an area. You're now stuck on doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Where you leave for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that the characters were, <laughs> Don't hate on my people, bro. <laughs> I liked the characters. Uh, I like them as much as I can. Actually, fuck it. You want to know what? I'm going to let this nostalgia ride. Uh, they're just as good as any any character, any like standard fucking character in any RPG. They're just as good. I, I do think. So here's the thing. I think that I think some of them are much stronger than other characters, though. And um, which leads me to my next point. 
That's a segue, boys. Wow. <laughs> so, has so, so I think that because I do agree that they there's a lot of strengths to the characters, right? What I don't like, and I'm just gonna be straight about it. So, with the way that they have the narrator, <laughs> I can't stand that. So it reminds me of like one of those old <laughs> movies, like an Adam Sandler movie or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where it's, it's like <laughs> it's Adam Sandler narrating. went up the hill, <laughs> and it's crazy because like it's Titus's voice, mm-hmm. but like he put a little bit of deepness on it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to signify that he was a little older. <laughs> it's like Did you find out bullshit. It, it, he's <laughs> fucking dead the whole time. Yes, <laughs> it made it so tough to like because sometimes there's there's some real like some real shit happening and it's like this is a character moment and then it's like narrated by himself. So like, that's that's <laughs> the funny part, right? I think Titus is one of the weakest characters in the game. Oh, absolutely. The game would do better without him. And considering <laughs> that he's not actually there, okay. <laughs> at least he ties to his game story. You could not fully remove Titus from his game without massively restructuring Final Fantasy X. Fair. Mm-hmm. You could remove Vaughn from Final Fantasy XII oh my, and change oh my the first two hours of the game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you want to know what? Everybody was so much more compelling than Vaughn. There wasn't anything that changed him like majorly dude, right dude his english titus, voice actor was horrible titus he eventually started to grow into his devotion to yuna mm-hmm. his um his own ideology he stopped there was a point where he kind of stopped being whiny yeah, yeah. You know? well, that's like Cloud, right? Cloud does go through some very good character development in Final Fantasy VII. Yes. He wants his PTSD sorted out, and Sid's like, pull your fucking head out of your ass. He does it. Yep. <coughs> fucking. So, to round off these characters, we have um, Titus, who... <laughs> Really grating because like he starts asking out in a scene, and then after the scene is like, I was pretty, I was pretty upset that time. <laughs> but all I really wanted was to play Blitzball. <laughs> like it was crazy. Uh, you had Kimari Ronso, who was my favorite because when I was a teenager playing this game, I was a real fucking spindly skinny kid. <laughs> And you want to know what? He was just so cool because he was so fucking brolic. And he was just like <laughs> quiet. And my voice was cracking a lot. Yeah. When I, I was a teen. And like. And his voice was not cracking oh, at all. Yeah. His voice was like very good. Titus, <laughs> yeah. and- why do you sound like such a little bitch? And that really upset me. <laughs> <laughs> when he said that that day, that really upset me. <laughs> like, dude, really? <laughs> you had um, Riku, yep. who, who was, you know, you start to get into that waifu bait, of course. Uh, I liked Riku's hair. That's a really weird thing. That's a re- I mean, I didn't mean to sound just, so sus. <laughs> But like the like the braids, it was cool. It was Riku cool. is actually a good character yep. though. She has a lot of good development. Plus yeah. she's crafty, so I also really like the uh the Albed um like language thing because yeah. there's a whole side quest okay. to it. Riku <laughs> is 
a better character than Yuffie. For sure. Oh my gosh. hundred. It's, it's, it's like people were learning. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's that's seven hundred percent. That's a thousand because infinity percent. Because Yuffie, Yuffie, if Yuffie was in a uh, Dungeons and Dragons party. She'd be killed the second she takes the spell book from the wizard. Exactly. Like she is a player who just fucks over the party and says, Oh, that's what my character would do. Like it's like shut up. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vincent's out here like, yep, shame, no magic, huh? <laughs> so uh to round off the party, you have Orin, who is we already established, uh he is he's a fucking act, badass. He is yep. Titus's real dad and responsible for everything that is good about him as a man. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jacked, you're a fucking scumbag. Uh, you have Lulu, which come on now didn't fire, didn't even realize how fire that fucking character. Is. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it didn't. It didn't. Click. No, you're right. It didn't click. Doing, and then for doing some, some post game research, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> um, you know, you're like fucking goth. You're like mommy. You're like <laughs> a lot. Whoa, him. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, Yuna, who is the uh, Yuna is the actual main character of the game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's it upset case. me when they said that. <laughs> <laughs> case, <laughs> case in point, she was the lead character of the sequel. Yes, yeah, yeah. which is bullshit. Because I made a, I made an appearance as a, a differently named character in the sequel. <laughs> Fuck you, Titus. So one of my friends is like Final Fantasy X two has one of the worst stories in the franchise, but it has the best gameplay. Uh yeah, I can I I can agree with that because the story was awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, but, it was. Like somebody who was drunk. I've been drunk and come up with really weird, non-connecting thread, <laughs> tendril-like plot points floating in the ether. That's exactly what it felt like. Dude, it was like a fan fiction. Like you really gotta almost abandon that whole shit. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that was good about 10-2, which is once again circling back around, is 10-2 features Waka and Lulu with their baby right because yep. yep. in the post game <laughs> they get they get married uh waka is the best character and why i mentioned him last uh <laughs> because if yuna is the main character of that series waka is the best character of that series he has experienced the most growth yeah by a Fucking astronomical margin. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, in 10 2, Titus is dead. Orin's dead. The summons are dead. Yep. <laughs> and he still made it. Why? Because he macked the best. <laughs> but, he didn't die. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. he made a lot of character growth, which facilitated <clears throat> him actually being a character who feasibly survived in a universe that changes as much as it did. Right. Yeah. Yep. Because, like, check this out, right? I am one of them uh I am one of them people who who go to Sunday services and such. I have a lot of beliefs and I have a lot of allegiances to my beliefs, right? Imagine if you were me and then the pope came out with some crazy shit. <laughs> Not just crazy shit because we already know what goes on in the Vatican, crazy shit. Wrong <laughs> shit. Uh <laughs> 
But not only that, but he's also Dr. Evil, <laughs> which is what Seymour Guado was. He was the fucking, he became a maester. Yep. yep. The fucking yeah. Pope. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he was the fucked up pope. Because, <laughs> right? like, uh, Waka and Edad. Yeah. Because <laughs> Waka and his brother Chapu, they were both devout mm-hmm. in the um, Yevon faith, right? One became a crusader and died. That mm-hmm. was Chapu, his younger brother. Mm-hmm. He decided to uh, handle that grief in the worst way possible. Run away from fucking everything. Yeah. He became a ball player. And that's it. He became just a bum. That is a very yeah, like yeah. human story. Yeah. Though, Cause it's like you super, how yeah, many yeah. like NBA players, NFL players. Oh yeah. My younger brother died in gang violence. So I really focused on ball to like, make sure I could help my family and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but he, he did it in kind of a chaotic way. Right. right. Because he just abandoned everything. Right. And then uh, Yuna became a summoner, and he kind of wanted to follow in his little brother's footsteps, uh, <clears throat> but was still doing it like part time. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy. And then he got into it. Then, like, all this shit around him happens. Everything that he staunchly believed in turned out to be bolt ripped apart. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The Albed. He remember he was super racist against the Albed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learned a, learned about the truth and was mature enough to just be like, "All right, setting that shit aside." <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> uh, when he learned that Riku was an Albed and that Yuna's half, mm-hmm. he, he set it aside. After after witnessing the truth, pass all the bullshit. Fucking Seymour became a maester in the Yevon faith, basically the Pope, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like. His whole plot line of like becoming <laughs> immortal and shit. Yeah. Like he watched that happen. He watched the Pope <laughs> become a super villain. He was like, <laughs> shit, <laughs> really? <laughs> and he got out of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then he had a, he started a family. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you know, um, Lulu was actually Chapu's. Uh, betrothed oh. they were they yeah, were engaged I do remember to be right. married. i forgot about that and like they helped each other through their grief yeah he really is the best character in yeah he and like he it's had like waka lulu orin yuna is probably equal to orin and i'll put riku there yeah yeah yep and then Titus. <laughs> Titus is below what's a i don't remember the jack blue guy's name uh kimari, kimari. Yeah, yeah kimari but he, he he's he just so happens to be that way just because he doesn't talk yeah he's yeah, still I, a better I, character than Titus. i i like his his little struggle against the other ronsos man <laughs> yeah that was that was actually really it, cool <laughs> like because they isolate him in his boss fight against b-ron and yankee mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's just those two are beating the shit out of Kimari, and he manages to, to fucking whoop them. Yeah, yep. It was very, there's, very. There's cool a one. lot of good moments in that. Uh, I think, as far as gameplay goes, because I'll wrap it up because I go about this all day. <laughs> uh, but like some of the gameplay aspects where they would, I'm kind of a fan of introducing like singular stuff 
Mm. Even though you may not use it again. So there are certain parts of the game where you can give commands to move around the field. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not like hellish. Like you could command them to do a pincer attack and move half your party to one side of the mm -hmm. enemy and then the other side. You can do uh during the battle with the Everay, the big fucking dragon. Oh, that was so that cool. guards yeah. um Oh my gosh. Now I can't even remember. Shit. I'm an idiot. I should be able to remember all <laughs> I was doing great remembering shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was doing great remembering everything. <laughs> and I fucked up at the end. <laughs> but you could move the airship in and out during the battle to avoid like a poison breath attack. Mm. Uh there like just stuff like that. There was times when you would isolate the party. There were some characters that weren't good swimmers. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. when some shit popped off in the water, you would have Titus, Waka, Riku, mm -hmm. who were swimmers. And they were your chief swimmers. Yeah, I don't think Oren likes going in the water. No, nope. 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 Nobody else can go under the water. And I, I do like the fact that, like, even little details, like, uh, you know, with the Everay fight, it's like you had... You know, Titus would call out commands, obviously, in Titus language. I'll call it English. Common. Yeah, common. <laughs> we'll go with that. And then, uh, you know, Riku would call it out in Albed. That was cool. Yep. And only yeah. they could issue commands to the ship because, because of their connection to Sid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was cool. Like, that was like, oh, like that. They had so many little details that made that world just awesome <laughs> you know yep and they're like depending on what actions you took during battle it would change the turn order mm -hmm. so that game even though so it was kind of the perfect game for me right because i'm not smart enough to handle a much more uh in-depth rpg combat system or like character building stuff like that somehow between the uh you should try the saga frontier series it's a fucking wild ride. <laughs> I will try. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm dumb as shit, right? So like the sphere grid made customizable character building mm -hmm. digestible somehow to me. Yeah. The, it was very visual. The, I think yeah. That's what it, you know, the sparkly. battle, the battle system just, Focusing on actions mm -hmm. and healing changed the economy. Summoning an Aeon would, would change the economy of like how many actions you would get prior to uh, your characters didn't have. They had an agility, mm -hmm. but it wasn't as simple as what would go first. Yeah. Because even with a high agility, if you were doing something like a like a specific skill, it would change. It was... It was to me very like a very satisfying. It was deep enough to make you feel a little bit big brain when you did something cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was also easy enough that I'm just like, Yeah, I could I can figure this out. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't I can't complain again about that game being on being on your like that's a that's a good game to have on your list. Yeah, I'm not you know gonna I mean? hate on that one. You know, that, 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 that's a good one. That's solid. And the romps of just collecting things like you could learn Albed. You could collect legendary weapons. You could collect guys for your fucking team on Blitzball. Well, so that's the thing, right? 
Final Fantasy X, I didn't like originally so much in the beginning because I was used to the older ones. It's mm-hmm. the first one with the voice acting. It was a very different style of game. Yeah. Yep. But my stance has changed over the years. I still haven't really beaten it, but I've read the story enough. I know enough from my one brother who it's probably his favorite Final Fantasy. And I, like you said, I think there's a reason why like it's it's kind of got that spot as it's either somebody's absolute favorite or it's just like there. You know what I mean? It's like it's very much one of those types of games. And, I, you know, when you have something like that, it's very powerful when it does catch, you know, <laughs> one thing that was also really powerful and that almost knocked it right out of my top 10 was the laughing scene. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was bad. I get what they were trying to do, and it was supposed to be cute, but it's not. It was supposed to be. <laughs> it fucking wasn't. And with that, we have reached the end. We are critical hit, and that was number six out of our top ten. Understand it's getting serious. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... It totally changed tone. You know, it, yes. it, it's on. Yeah. For our listeners, we will be doing number five at the end of the month as well. Yes. yes. We are accelerating this series. We're going to finish off Mythical Champions next week. Yep. Yeah, we have we have a lot of the series are wrapping up, man. So we can start some fresh new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> fresh series, fresh uh, kicks because we got Chrono into the Croc Gang. All types. Of <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> uh, Follow us wherever you uh, you you find your favorite podcast. Uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Deezer. Uh, there's a couple other ones. Find them everywhere. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're a great everywhere. podcast. You should totally subscribe because we love you and we'd love to we'd love to uh, to 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 see where you all are at. And we spread like herpes. Yikes. No, uh, no. <laughs> we are on. We got that YouTube action going on at CritTube. We got that uh, Twitex action going on at Crit Hit Official. And we got them episodes going on every week. Hopefully. Barring um, <laughs> body or technological failure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Till then, um, save often and update your shit. <laughs> That applies for video games, too. (laughs) 